culture, society. On every street and around every bend lies a world positively overflowing with both. But sometimes we can all use a night in, removed from the endless spiral of chaos and absolute nonsense that waits outside our doors. And for those nights, there's Drizzly, the number one app for alcohol delivery. With Drizzly, you can shop local stores and compare prices on the biggest selection of beer, wine, and spirits, then get your favorite drinks delivered to your door in under 60 minutes. All from the comfort of your couch. Because society is great, but it doesn't have your couch. And it's windy out. And you forgot your jacket. And oh my God, would you look at the line at that place? Are you serious? I... (sighs) So download the Drizzly app or go to drizzly.com. That's D-R-I-Z-L-Y dot com today. You're listening to Hashtag No Filter with Zach Peter. That's me, your naturally platinum blonde pop culture connoisseur. I'm the reality TV junkie, self-improvement addict, and host with only the hottest tea spilled fresh weekly. For more hot takes, go and give me a follow at Just Plain Zach because I always keep it funny and I always keep it cute. And lately, I've been getting really lit on the gram um, because I just launched my new rosé, which I'll be chatting with you about in just a sec. But if you're like me and you want to stay up to date with the latest reality tea, you can always give us a follow at No Filter with Zach or join our private Facebook group, which many of you are already doing and many of you already sent in questions for today's guest that I can't wait to dive into. So join the group. The link is in the description below. I'm so excited. As I mentioned last week, I have launched my new no filter housewives watching wine. It's light. It's crisp. It's organic. It's rosé in collaboration with Elix. There's less than a gram of sugar. It's lower in sulfate. So no gnarly hangovers tomorrow, but all the fun tonight on sale at nofilterwine.com. You can sign up now for updates that you get first dibs. So go right now. Today, I have two guests on the show, two breakout stars in my eyes. The first is probably going to love my new rosé because it's practically in, it is in her name. She's a DJ, she's a (laughs) podcaster, and she's still not done. Please welcome DJ Nicole Rosé. Hey, I'm so excited to try your (laughs) rosé. I have to send you some. How are you, Nicole? I'm so good. Thank you so much for having me, Zach. I'm stoked to be here. I'm stoked to have you. I have so many questions for both of you. Also, I've got on another creative that um, I thought was done dirty, not once, but twice. Please welcome (laughs) to hopefully vindicate himself, Brody Alashi. How are you, Brody? I'm great. I'm great. It's been uh, been a good morning. Yeah. You're not rocking a a turtleneck, which has not been a little This time around, uh, the turtlenecks are more of a, obviously, fall, winter vibe. Uh, Come summertime, I'm all about... The oversized button downs with a chain. That way, you know, it all hangs out. We love it. I love it. (laughs) So I do have to ask you both what your overall thoughts, feelings, vibes were coming out of the show now that it's aired. What is your overall impression of the final product? Nicole, we'll start with you. So I think that um, you know, it, it's really interesting to watch it back, right? Because living it is one thing and then seeing it back is a whole different experience. So like I re-experienced my own like extreme anxiety in episodes like two and three, you know, again. And 
then I was like, you know, you're watching your edit. You're like wondering, you know, what kind of, you know, how they're going to portray you and everything. And then you're nervous about that. And then now seeing it in the full, I'm looking back and I'm like, wow, my, my, my character was on such a journey. Was I on that journey? It feels like incredible growth. That's good. That's a good way to to look at it afterwards. Brody, are you feeling the same way or are you a little salty? Uh, listen, Zach, I think, uh, you know, pretty similar to Nicole's experience. You know, it was definitely an emotional roller coaster. It was a ride. I mean, you know, after getting to a cocktail party, being the first one there and then being sent home that night, it was a ride. Um, and I don't take no for an answer lightly. So clearly I was brought back on. Um, so, it, I mean, it was nice having the second shot on the big shot, but I think the experience overall, it was a great experience, met great people, um, but just the way certain people were portrayed, the way certain uh, storylines just seemed very, not really there, but, you know, people were grasping for things to happen. Um, you know, other than that though, great experience. Um, I do think I was a little vindicated, but it is what it is. Okay, the biggest question I think all of us have, did you believe that the job was real and did you actually want the job? Brody? Um, listen, let's put it this way. Uh, the VP of operations title seemed very thrown together quick. Um, I don't think a VP of operations uh, styles photo shoots and, and parties and whatnot. Um, also, if you look at just salary-wise, a VP of operations in New York City is not making $100,000. They're making two, three, four plus, right? So I think it was a cute title. I don't think it was a right title. Um, and, you know, honestly, I was not on the show uh, solely because I wanted, you know, the VP of operations title. I thought it'd be a great experience. I thought it'd be a great learning experience, um, you know, to meet so many great people and learn from Bethany, her brand. Um, so yeah, I was okay with whatever the outcome was. Uh, my journey on the show was more fo focused on learning and experiencing as opposed to just going for the title, right? So. Nicole? I think that, no, so I like what Brody said. I think in a lot of the conversations that I've had after everything's aired and I, we were, okay, let's just, let's just dial it back a notch. We were all like, when we got there, like, wait, what fucking job is this? Can I say that, Zach? Yeah. We were all like, wait, I'm sorry. Where's the job description? There was a moment where she was like, you're going on HSN and selling for me after I had fully briefed her and was ready for her to pitch it. And, you know, that's literally every minute is millions. Like she says, it's just true. Where I was just like, I'm sorry. I need to like relook back at the job description because I really don't remember what I signed I mean, up for. We weren't so even given a job description, so. Right. So exactly. So there was none. And I think that, I mean, that created more confusion and anxiety for us as contestants, right? On this show, not knowing exactly how to win if we don't know exactly what we're doing. And what kind of like what Brody just pointed out, especially in watching it back, every single challenge is about marketing. So I, that's probably why I was in final four. Cause I am a, I'm a decent marketer, right? I'm not going to be like, I'm the best. I'm not Bethany Frankel. I don't have multi-million dollar businesses yet. Um, but you know, like I'm good at marketing and it was a lot of marketing challenges. So for me, that was comfortable because it felt in my wheelhouse VP of operations. I don't know. I I'm not crunching numbers and, and doing taxes all day. I don't even know if it would be interesting to watch what a quote unquote, VP of operations does all day. Like that person is in their email, like coordinating multiple different teams. Like, do they do anything that's 
visually pleasing for the camera? No. Point. which is why I think we ended up with the winner that we got, but we'll get to that later. Um, was it r- nerve wracking for you? Cause yes, you didn't have the job and interv- you didn't have the job description, but then at the same time, there were no rules and anything was kind of just like it would happen on the fly. And from what I've seen from Bethany's interviews after the fact, it seemed like not even the producers or the executives at like HBO Max even really understood what the format of the show was because that was her intention was to kind of come in and not really have any rules. How nerve wracking was that for you as a contestant? Because you have, you don't know what you're competing for and then you don't really know what direction to even walk in. I think it definitely kept everyone uh, on their toes. I think it made for a more entertaining experience for everyone involved. Um, I know that, you know, production was very caught off guard with a lot of the decisions that Bethany was making on the spot. So that made it harder, in my opinion, from a filming point of view. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I do kind of, I, I did enjoy the creativity aspect where it was like, hey, this is what I want. Make it happen for me. Um, I think people were able to, you know, really test out new things and uh, think outside of the box, which was nice. Um, but I also think having kind of clear instructions and not eliminating four people the first night, I think stuff like that would have made for a more uh, realistic uh, interview process, in my opinion. So. I think that's a good point. Um, I, I think that this... I think it was tricky the way that it was done without structure. I mean, for me, I'm very type A, I'm very organized. I think if I wasn't, I don't think I would stand a shot at being an entrepreneur for the last eight years. I'd be on living off like, I don't know, Pop-Tarts on a bag on the street somewhere. I'd be lucky if I had Pop-Tarts, right? Um, I don't know. I just like (laughs) Pop-Tarts. Anyway, so random sidebars aside, I think that it was like trickier and more challenging and probably more stressful for us. So if that was the goal, right, it was think about the producers, right? Survivor, America's Next Top Model, The Apprentice. You know, obviously it was supposed to be a stress-inducing show. And I think all of you guys, as you watched it, or if you're about to watch it, will sit on the edge of your seat, especially with me in episodes two and three, and like feel that stress in your gut. And that's real. And if, if there was more structure, maybe I wouldn't have been as nervous or as stressed because I would have had so much more insight into the process and how to win it. Um, so, but you know, once again, I did prepare and I watched several episodes of The Apprentice, including Bethany on Martha Stewart. And I will say that, uh, you know, it helped a little, but it couldn't have prepared me for exactly what we were walking into with the big shot. So I do have a random side note question that I've had watching several reality shows that I'm curious to see what your experience was like with the outfits, because you have so many different outfits that you wear throughout the show. Do you pack all of that? And is that something you take with you? Or do the producers bring in clothes for you? Like, can you give me a little insight into that? Because like Zach, the, the we just fashion was best killer. friends. <laughs> I feel like we just became best friends. Um, I love that your third question is about my work wardrobe. I'm honored. Love you back. Um, we had to style and wardrobe ourselves. Um, I'm no, I don't know if that would always be the case, but that was the case on this show. I asked so many questions before showing up for filming that I was certain that they were going to like fire me or think I was psycho before I even got there. I rolled up with 12 suitcases. I had to ask people to help me. Don't worry. I tip. Um, but yeah, I came and then I, I was like diligent, right? I got unpacked. I laid out everything. I had photographed every outfit before walking in. So I knew for what different types of environments I just did my best 
to anticipate what types of outfits we would need and by asking questions up front and was just kind of ready to pull stuff at any moment, even if the plans changed, because it often did. Yeah, I had a similar experience as Nicole. Like everything was, you know, new, bought this turtleneck with this blazer, with these pictures, everything. But then, I mean, I remember just the outfit on the first night. It took like, I was an originally completely different outfit. It took producers and handlers and everything to figure out what to actually put together. So you have an outfit in mind. You're excited to wear the outfit. And they're like, no, this with this. And then this. so I had the experience of people were just in and out of my room like this with this then this with this. Um, I was bummed because I had some great outfits planned. It shifted around a lot. Um, I mean, the confessional work too. They did me dirty with that. That is Wait, not something I put together normally. Um, I Wait, would, Brody, I my crop top, my crop top was supposed to be, my crop top was for the confessionals. And then all of a sudden they canceled it at the last second. Yep. And I changed into that like blue turtleneck and that kind of like motor club Monaco motor jacket. But um, th- like originally that crop top, because it's very DJ Rose-ish, was supposed right. to be for the interviews and not during the job interview process. But I guess, I guess it worked in my favor. I got got people really interested. Uh, who the fuck wears a crop top to a job interview? Yeah. Like that was like the moment of the, of the trailer. But no, it's I've had very similar experiences when I've done production stuff. I remember one time I was on set and I had all of my outfits. They were all pre-approved by the network. And then at the last minute they wanted to change it, but they had a backup wardrobe. And so the, the wardrobe person came in with like this low cut blouse. that was like clearly a woman's blouse. And she's like, do you want to wear this on the show? It's really fun isn't it and I was like that's a little too fun for me I brought you a whole fucking shit ton of clothes pick something from one of those because and I had such great outfits, so I've had that that experience um what show was this I can't talk about it because it hasn't aired yet (gasps) oh my god I can't well then I'll have to have you on big queen energy and we'll have to go over spill the tea when when you're out Yes, 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 yes. I would love that. Um, Brody, Tyla in our Facebook group wants to know what startups you're currently part of and what exactly your role is in those startups. So it is not startups per se. It is um, things I'm passionate about. That I'm the owner, employee, and everything in between. Um, there is a men's skincare and uh, makeup company that I'm launching. That's going to be out later this year. Um, I think it's so stigmatized how the men's beauty world is very like, maybe an SPF here and there, maybe a cleanser, throw on, you know, a body wash or throw on a face wash if you want. Um, So I kind of want to make it easier where this is the cleanser. This is the SPF because SPF is very important. Um, This is the lip balm and a concealer stick because it's super stigmatized like guys wearing makeup. Like, who cares? I wear concealer all the time because who doesn't want to look better, right? Yep. So that's uh, one facet I'm working on. Um, also, I do investing on the side. Um, so I'm big into the crypto world and, um, you know, a few other stocks. Um, private shopping as well in New York City. Um, food for me, so important. Um, it's the way I stay connected with, um, you know, my Lebanese heritage. I do a lot of like Lebanese fusion food um, that... It started off, you know, here and there because I moved to the city and I couldn't afford to go out to uh, dinner every night. So the cooking turned into something um, greater, turned into a passion. So, um, yeah, private chefing in the city. Real wait, when are you? Wait, I'm sorry. Hold on. 
when are you having me over for dinner? Like, let's do it. <laughs> let's do it. Whatever. Like, actually, though, that sounds yeah. great. Thank Get you. It on the uh, rose and dinner on the side. <laughs> yes. I love that. Um, Nicole, Teresa updates on Instagram once says one, you're iconic, which you were definitely the breakout star, just as a side note. Um, and two, she wants to know if you would ever do Vanderpump rules. That's so funny. You know what? I love hearing all of this from everybody. And by the way, thank you, Teresa. Let me just like own that compliment and let me throw it right back at you. It takes a queen to know a queen. So get at me in the DMs, boo. Um, I would consider doing another show that is the right fit. I haven't religiously watched Vanderpump Rules from like start to finish. Obviously, I know who Lisa Vanderpump is. I know Stassi is. Like I've heard podcasts with them and seen episodes with them. Um, I don't know that I'm like such a great fit for that show because I thought it was kind of rooted in people working more in the restaurant and bar business. Uh, maybe they, do they have a DJ on it? Maybe they need a DJ on they it. Have a, they, have D, they have DJ James Kennedy. He's a hot mess. Sounds like they're kind of covered then. Um, (laughs) But yeah, I mean, I would, I would consider doing another show if it was the right fit. I I can see both of you on other reality shows. I mean, I could even see you guys like on summer house. I think that would probably be a better fit because you work during the day and then you come into the summer house and, you know, have a fun vibe on the weekends. Sticking back to the big shot with Bethany, I need to know what the deal was with Wendy because you both had such complex <laughs> or, or layered re- uh, relationship with Wendy Brody. Did you actually have a crush on Wendy? Was that a real thing or was that a production makeup thing? Listen, I thought Wendy was super sweet. We were similar in age. So we got along. Um, and I thought she was very cute, but I didn't have a crush on her. I was there thinking about a million other things as we all were there thinking about a million other things. Finding love on the show was like the last, thing on my mind yeah. so I think it was I think it was interesting how they decided that this was you know going to be part of the storyline of the show um that you know Brody has a crush on Wendy I've I've heard uh people have asked me like oh like did you come back on the show like just for Wendy did you write that letter like just to go back to see Wendy again like that didn't even cross my mind like how are people thinking it's hilarious and yeah, that's really funny. I, I love that everybody's asking you about that. I was a little shocked when I saw it back in the episode, just like watching that. I guess I didn't see all the clips of you two like flirting a little bit. I mean, she was more flirting with you in some of it, if I'm just being honest. I, I like, think so. I think so. And then they're trying to say you had a crush on her, but she's like, yeah, you can sit on my lap or whatever she said. I, I, was like, yeah. I thought that was real thirsty. That's but, where you yeah. respond. You're saying you can sit on my face. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, hey. If it was a different type of show, maybe. Okay, hold on. Here's what we really want to know. Have you cooked Lebanese food for Wendy? That has not happened. Okay, well, I just, I hope that I'm first. That's all. I'm going to be cooking Lebanese food for you first, for sure. Great. Um, Nicole, what was your dynamic like with her? Because it seemed like she clearly had an issue with you. (laughs) Yes, so true. So I have no dynamic with Wendy. I have nothing like there's nothing there. Like literally it's air, right? I feel no type of way about her other than compassion for the hurt that she still carries around, right? From difficult experience that she's had on this planet. Uh, Wendy has a big problem with me. I think Wendy has a real life problem with me. My interns commented recently that they noticed that she likes everything that's um, disrespectful or hateful about me on the internet. I think that's like really going a few steps too far. If you want my truly, truly truthful opinion, you know, I haven't shared this 
anywhere else. But I think that was when I realized like, okay, maybe, maybe she wasn't just turning it up for the cameras. Maybe she's just, this is just who she is. I wonder where stuff like that would even come from because it's not like we had much interaction outside of, you know, the projects and being on camera. It's not like we were living together and all that stuff. So interesting. I think the girls out there who've been hated on by other girls, they know exactly what I'm talking about and they know exactly where it comes from. And I don't even have to say it. (laughs) Insecurity. Um, Who from the show do you guys still keep in touch with? I mean, each other. I mean, aside from each other. Yeah, exactly. Story. Brody, that story that I posted was like apparently very scandalous. And I got a lot of messages asking if we were, if we now had a thing, if it was not Wendy and it was Jeez. me. Jeez. Um, uh, I thought that story was adorable. I thought it was cute. We were having a blast. We hadn't seen each other in so long. We never I had know. downtime. It was, there's so much love, I think, between all of us. Yeah. We went through this experience together and then we haven't, you know, it's been a pandemic. So. Exactly. I mean, I, I still keep up with pretty much everyone from the show. Um, I mean, I was in DC a few weeks ago. I saw this girl walking by and I was like, socks, like she has cool socks. Like, socks <laughs> on the street. I was like, excuse me, like, are, are those sock candy? And she's like, yeah, how do you know? I was like, oh, like, so then I texted Mary. I was like, hey, like, just this girl like was wearing your socks. I thought it was not cool. So yeah. This That's is hilarious. Yeah, yeah. I love that so much. Right, it was um, great. I'm, I'm like legitimately BFF with Meloxi. Um, and Jenna, and then, you know, Brody and I are very good friends. We hung out with Corey the other night too. Love Corey mm-hmm. so much. Um, but I talked to Maloxi and Jenna like every day or every other day. So, so yeah, everyone's so great. you brought up Mary, Mary, the sock girl. Do you think that Bethany beat her up a little too much in that opening in the first episode? I feel like Bethany really ripped her apart, but she, I don't know if she was made cut out for it though. She absolutely got torn to shreds, but I think Mary came on the show to promote her sock business. And I think in, you know, the one episode she was on, she got that through. Everyone's talking about Mary socks. So I think she came on the show. <laughs> Everyone, I mean, she did what she wanted to do. It only took one episode. So props to her. Um, I think that I actually think Bethany was a thousand percent justified in having that reaction towards her, in my opinion. I mean, I get what Brody's saying too, but I'm just, I have a little bit of a different experience, right? Cause I've actually taken a lot of heat from Bethany. Right. And Bethany, if you guys don't remember in like episode two or three, we're sitting on the couch and I'm trying to explain why I'm so nervous and upset that things are going so poorly between us in this photo shoot where I'm really trying to give it my all. And I said that, you know, I I gave up everything to be there. I mean, put everything on hold, have paying somebody to run my team, paused uh, like our revenue streams and stuff. And we weren't making money. And Bethany went nuts on me for saying that. So Mary's saying, so, so look at those two things. Mary's right. saying, I'm not willing to give up anything to be here. And I'm saying, I'm willing to give it all up. Just give me a shot. And you're still wrong. So anyway, I don't think that her reaction to Mary was unjustified if she was still mad at me. You That's know? Very- Let's talk about your eliminations. What do you think it was about you that Bethany saw that wasn't the right fit for the skinny girl brand? My first elimination or my second? I mean, well, clearly she, she saw it both times. I mean, that I love you. I feel like you were done. You were done so dirty. Um, but I guess both Brody. Uh, yeah. So I think my first elimination, um, I, you know, we were given 30 seconds to say what we're about. I, it's not going to take me 30 seconds to give you much to tell you what is me. Right. 
I'm going to need to showcase what I am about with multiple interactions. Like, you know, who wants to be put on a spot after, after we had many drinks. Um, so sorry about that. Last <laughs> Um, yeah, so in that sense, I felt that it was, um, I wasn't given the opportunity that, you know, I mean, this process took, casting took like, like over a year. So like, it wasn't just like, oh, want to be on the show? Great. Like, come by next week. It was a long process that we put in a lot of time, effort and energy into. So me giving 30 seconds to be like, this is why I'm here. Didn't think that was justified. Um, so that's kind of where the idea of the letter kind of came from. Um, so I got home, we got home super late that night to the hotel. It was like three, three or 4 a.m. Um, you know, we don't have technology, couldn't call my friends, my mom, tell them what happened. So I was like, all I have is my thoughts. Let me put this to paper. I never thought I was going to make it to Bethany. I was even hesitant to give it to, you know, our talent handlers. Um, but I was like, you know what, let me give it a shot because I'm not, I'm very persistent. I'm not one to take no for an answer right off the bat. If I do something that you don't like, and then it's not a right match, fine. At least I was given a chance and opportunity. So I honestly was very touched that Bethany read through the letter. I saw that, you know, she got emotional reading it um, because I, I didn't sugarcoat it. I said everything I'm about. Um, you know, my parents came to this country with no money. Like I was, my, I was like translating shit for my parents and I was like four years old translating like mm -hmm. government material, trying to translate government materials for my parents. Like, you know what I mean? So like, I wasn't going to get sent home from an opportunity like that. And I, I know that Bethany had a similar, you know, childhood where it was like hard for her and whatnot. So I listed everything out. I was like, listen, give me another shot and let me just prove to you. If you don't, it's not a match. That's fine too. Um, so then my second time around, <laughs> uh, I was a lot more, uh, a lot more content with how it went down. Um, of course, I wish I was able to do a challenge by myself to showcase my abilities a hundred percent, you know, the challenge that you're working with someone else. So like, of course my luck. Um, but I, you know, I, I was fine with it. Um, I think, you know, Bethany gave me a hug and was like, you know, maybe we can work together in the future. So I thought that was good. I think I left on a good note the second time around because she got to actually know me and maybe not as much on the show, but she read my story. And I thought that was impactful. Um, and I think what happened was she being on the show more so lit a fire under my ass. And now I'm like going 3000% in everything else I'm doing in life. So, um, yeah. And that's I love that. Me too. I totally agree with that. I think being under the show lights a fire under your ass that like, if she can do it against all odds, you know, if you can show up and even make it through this grueling filming process and get somewhere and get back on or get to the final four or whatever, then, you know, just keep, keep going. Right. And you can't, you can't fail. Um, and I, I think Brody, I, I think I had the chance to tell you this, but just to reiterate, I think you sending that letter was so admirable and so cool. And I was really impressed with you for doing that because I think, you know, typically I think in our society, you know, men are taught to not share their emotions as much or wear their heart on their sleeve or whatever. And I thought that was really big of you and it was vulnerable and then it paid off. And so I think that's a really great message that it did pay off, right? Because you did get to come back. She did get to know you more. We all got to hang out with you more. So it did pay off in a way.
Yeah. So um, I think that's a great, a great message. And then for me, I think my answer is a little more simple because I didn't, I didn't have two eliminations. <laughs> um, I just, just said one and um, you know, Bethany, when she let me go, was just like, it wasn't about my website. Right. She was like, honestly, she's like this, you know, I think ultimately you can't be put in a box and you should just keep going on your own brands, like spread your wings and fly. And, and that's the biggest compliment that anybody's probably ever given me in my life. And I always think it's best to go out in the episode before the finale because you you make it all the way through. But then the finale is really like who's going to be the most worthy of the position. And I think not that you weren't worthy of it, but like she said, you, you were just such a big personality and were so much more yeah. than, you know, a possibly fake VP of a skinny girl. <laughs> Can you imagine like me and Bethany like typing next to each other no. at a desk, like sipping matcha and getting a froyo? Like, no, no. How did you feel about the typo when she brought the notes back and she's like, the typo was in your notes and you gave this to the web designer? How did you feel about that? I'll repeat what I said in the show again. Verify that for me. Let me see the timestamps, right? Verify that for me, you know? Um, I just want to say, I think, but obviously we all know Bethany dislikes typos. Um, but in that, uh, in that video challenge that we were doing for Be Strong, there was incorrect information given to us in our packets because I verbatim had taken a few bullets that uh, were in the packets. And she was like, that's wrong. It was like 30 million, not 20. And I'm like, you gave us this information. So I don't know for someone who's such a big stickler for grammar and whatnot, facts are important also. No. <laughs> I, I agree. It's a very yeah. good point, Brody. And, and I noticed too, before, before I ever uh, made it into this process that I was just like looking at her website. I don't think I've ever like thought about this until you just mentioned that. And there were like typos all over it. I think I might've screenshotted them back forever yeah. ago. I think, um, Cause I was like, Oh, if I work for her, like, it'd be nice if I told her, you know? Sure. I think uh, someone on Twitter, I saw that called her out um, saying there was a typo on one of uh, a new page that she posted on our website. And then uh, I thought it was funny how someone else called her out. She just missed it. So let's talk about the finale. Nicole, how pissed were you when you saw what the final challenge was? You have no idea. Like, so beyond angry. Like, that was, like, the most bitter part. Like, I was very happy about my exit. And the things that Bethany said were obviously huge compliment. And like you said, like, you know, at some point you just got to bow out if it's maybe not the right long-term fit, right? And, like, at that point I was tired. I was hungry. I was like, oh, my God, I get to see my friends. Hell, yeah. Um, but when I learned it was like a rosé final party with Dorinda, who I've partied with before, I was like, this is so annoying. But no, no, no wonder she had to she had to get rid of me because I would have sli- like that would have been a home run for me. She couldn't have me there because she didn't want me sitting next to her every day. <laughs> I agree with that. Were either of you surprised by Maloxi winning? And do you think she was the most worthy candidate of the three? I was not surprised at all. Um, I texted Maloxi after the fact and I was like, listen, like even from night one, when you walk in, the poise, the confidence, the integrity that you with you, the sweetness, everything about her, she she absolutely deserved it 1000 percent. And I think that, um, you know, a big reason, aside from 
her being such a boss babe and the fact that she kills it and everything she does. I think that her and Bethany had the compassion, uh, the motherly compassion where, you know, they're both uh, had children. Um, I think that, I think that was just beautiful to see in general. And I, I'm so proud of her. Um, and I, I said it in either the first or the second exit interview that I thought Maloxie was going to win from the get go. So yeah, not surprised at all. Yeah. I also think, I think Maloxie is just an all around winner. I think anybody would be lucky to have her on, on their team. I would, I would hope to partner with her in some way, shape or form in the future you know, when she has capacity. Um, I just really believe in her. And I, I always believed in her. And I, I don't know if she was, I don't know if she knew she was going to win, but I saw it, you know, cause I was, I was there through almost the end and it felt, I like cried when she won. Cause I was so, it felt so fulfilling to me, which sounds weird. Cause you think I would have been crying that I didn't win, but I was crying because I was so happy that she did win. Yeah. I feel like I of all say, the candidates, uh, I cheered she was up the most too worthy. when she called her kids and her husband. I teared up. I was like, I can't do this. I'm so happy for it. It was good. It was a good moment to see. I mean, and you can tell she just, for the position that was being offered, she was the best fit. I don't think Wendy. Yeah. yeah I think it just, she was the best fit for, for that. I mean, position. she has the most relevant career experience to Absolutely. a VP of operations level job. That's right. hands down for sure. Yeah, Absolutely. Do you think the show will get picked up for a second season? I sure fucking hope so. <laughs> uh, yeah, I do. I think uh, Bethany, because she always said she wants to keep growing her team. So who knows? I think, you know. What do you think Bethany would do if they're like, hey, Bethany, we've got like, you know, 100 new applicants we want your sign off on. And it's like, I'm, I'm on the top of the list. What do you think she would do? Oh, she... She'd lose it. She would lose it. She'd be like, and <laughs> I think the reason she'd set up this rose company in the finale was to set herself up for a potential second season. Cause now she can be like, I already found my fit for skinny girl. And now I need someone to help me run this new rose brand. Cause she was very clear in the finale of kind of separating the rose brand from the skinny girl brand. And that's why she's like, I need to know what this brand is because it's not anything like skinny girl. Well, then they should have saved me for season two. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. What are you, both of you up to now? Nicole, obviously you're a DJ, you're a podcaster, but what, do you have any other big projects in the works? Yeah. So I'll take that first. Um, it's actually super exciting. I think Brody and I both were sharing how much we grew as just human beings. And you can see obviously some of my growth, you know, on, on camera, right. When you're watching the show back. Um, but I actually have, I've always wanted to launch a mindset mentorship about kind of the routine, my morning routine, my tool that I've built to align myself every single day. It's a note in my phone that has values and mantras and affirmations. And it's just something that I live by that keeps me really grounded and moving forward on all the right things in all the right ways. And I used it every single day during filming. And, and, you know, when we didn't have a phone, I just wrote a hard copy in my journal and would remind myself in the hard moments and give myself a pep talk using this, this mindset tool. So we are rolling out this mentorship, um, June 14th. So I'm super, super excited about that. If anybody wants more information, they can, uh, reach out over DM. Love it. Brody, what do you have going on? So, um, you know, aside from the, uh, skincare and makeup brand, um, still in sales and marketing, um, I'm hoping to, 
focus a lot more on real estate this year. Um, I have my real estate license in the city, so I'm hoping to kind of delve into it a lot more. Um, and who knows? Maybe, maybe I'll be back on a screen. Well, I'm sure both of you will be back on our screens Green. in many different ways <laughs> in the future. How old are both of you, by the way? I'm 34. I just didn't want to tell Wendy in the show, so that's why no one knows. Uh, Brody, how old are you? Uh, I'm, I'm 26. Okay. Yeah. Well. I, I would want... be his sugar mama if we dated. <laughs> <laughs> I, let me put it this way. I, I've always only dated older women. So. He's very mature. You heard it here, ladies. Get in his DMs. <laughs> would, would you date Wendy? I don't think so. Why? You haven't prepared to answer this question? <laughs> like, what? I'm surprising it. No, I don't think so. Um, I think that she is very driven and very successful, um, you know, in her own tech and investment banking space, um, which is super, super admirable. Um but, you know, she's across the country. So I'm in New York. That's the only reason. Yeah, that's a cop out. That That's a cop out answer. Listen, my personality is up here always. Um, and I need someone to match me up here also. Agreed. 1,000%. Yeah. That makes a lot of sense. I love it. Well, thank you guys both for joining me today. This was a fun little big shot reunion, um, which I guess is not ever going to happen. There's not going to be a big shot reunion. So this is the closest yeah, we're ever going to get. All we're missing is, are the socks. And then it would have been like a full, <laughs> it would have been a complete moment. Um, <laughs> thank you guys. Where can we follow you, Nicole, on all the socials? Yeah, so if you, on Instagram, it's Nicole Rose Stillings, but if you type in Nicole Rose or Nicole Rose, if you're, you know, if the accent is too much trouble, you're going to find me. Um, my podcast is called Big Queen Energy, and you can check out our website at bigqueenenergypod.com, or our handle on Instagram is just bigqueenenergypod, and we'd love to hear from you. Yay, and Brody, where can we follow you? My Instagram is at the Brody Elashi. Um, if you just type in at the Brody, I'm sure I'm there. Um, and look out for Man Up Skin coming out soon. I love it. Well, I I'm love gonna the try name. Me. I, yeah, I'm going to try me some Man Up Skin. Exactly. Absolutely. I'm excited. I'm excited. Well, thank you both for joining me today, everyone. If you haven't watched, the, if you haven't finished the Big Shot, I mean, you probably should have because we gave you all the spoilers and all the tea <laughs> from the show. So. Let, let me know what you thought of the show, what your final thoughts were. Please give Brody a follow. Give Nicole a follow. They have great content on the gram. They're both serving such great looks in their content as well. Like the fashion game, the style game, the beauty game is all is all there. That's why I'm excited. That's why I was like, we have to do audio and video for this podcast because the two of them are just too, too easy on the eyes. But thank you guys for listening to Hashtag No Filter with Zach Peter. Give me a follow at Just Plain Zach. Follow the show at No Filter with Zach. And get my new wine on sale at No Filter Wine June 10th. It's a light fizzy rosé. No sugar. Lower sulfates. Organic. Delicious. Inspired by the most iconic housewives moments in reality TV. So you're going to want to enjoy that this summer. And please give Brody a follow. Give Nicole a follow. I can't pimp them out enough because like I'm good. I'm going to slide into their DMs moving forward. <laughs> Thank you guys. I will talk to you next week. Bye. <laughs>